Hey everybody, welcome back to our Acts video series. Uh, this past Sunday, we talked about the, the conversion of the jailer when uh, the disciples stayed uh, in the, the jail and led uh, the, the jailer to Christ. And uh, just an awesome, awesome story of God doing uh, incredible things through the faithfulness of his followers. And today, we are gonna read out of Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15, we'll read it and then discuss. Yeah, so it's almost like, a, you know, if you're you're following along in the story, you can actually notice that there's movement now, moving on even, you know, as we've gone from, you know, you start out in Judea and then Samaria and then to the ends of the earth. You know, we're getting out on the edges now. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're pressing out into totally foreign unknown territory where there's, um, you know, the complexities of there are Jewish believers in these areas, but there are also people who have no reference for Christ whatsoever. Yes. So I'm starting in verse 1 of chapter 17 in Acts. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on Three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, who I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous. And taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set up the, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying, There is another King Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as a security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So they posted bail. Uh, Verse 10, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica, They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them, therefore, believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea. But Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted um, Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. And so you have have this contrast of two different places, right? You have this this group that is... uh, I love how they describe them when they're 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 kind of they're creating a mob and they're like these guys are turning the world upside down, which I actually think is a great compliment. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's like these guys are turning the world upside down. What are you doing with these guys? And 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 
and there's this confusion about, um, and it was a it was a very creative way to kind of attack them to say these guys are against Caesar mm-hmm. because that would have been like really bad because you do not want to be against Rome and any of these cities that we're talking about. Mm. And so they're saying, because they're saying that Jesus is the king, that's somehow coming against Caesar. And so that's kind of, um, that's the argument they make. Um, And I I think it's interesting that they keep pointing out too that there's these groups of people that are being persuaded. Mm -hmm. And notably, these kind of important women and I've never really noticed that before. It's just like there's these really important women, and it seems like that's kind of a turning point where it's like, and some notable women are starting to go, hey, this is this is the deal. And then it was like, and explosion, you know? It's like, yes. I thought that was pretty interesting. The phrasing is interesting, too, because it says not a, not a few... Not a few of them. So right. those, uh, that means a lot. I yeah, think. there's a there's a lot. There's a lot involved. Yeah, it's it, what's interesting is the 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 impact that these men were having in the first century culture had gotten, God was doing such incredible things that it was getting the attention of people who were in positions of power. And knowing that the, these, the followers of Jesus are, they are servants and they are blessing people and teaching and explaining the doctrine and all, all of this, that the people in positions of power are so threatened by what's happening on a grassroots level that they stir up a mob in order to get them to stop and mm-hmm. and get them to be silenced or dealt with and so again there's there's some crafty manipulation and arguments happening to to just snuff out whatever is happening with these these early followers and then you have this contrast with the Bereans who come in and they're they're actually in. They're approaching the information totally differently. Mm-hmm. They are more noble than those in Thessalonica. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so you know, and I don't know if that means they were more important. Yeah. Or if they were just more, more reasonable, more reasonable, yeah. or more mature. Um, <clears throat> but they received the word with eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Mm-hmm. And you know. I've heard people say, hey, we need to be like the Bereans. You know, we need to be examining the scriptures ourselves. And part of my heart's desire as we've been going through this study, and we're flying through Acts really actually pretty fast, um, is that people would slow down and they would get out their Bibles and that they would be reading along themselves and saying, God, what are you saying to me as I walk through this? Because there is not a single story in the book of Acts that does not speak to exactly what is going on in our world today mm-hmm. that God can use and speak to our hearts. And so we need to be just like the Bereans in that way where we're coming to the scriptures and saying, what can we learn from the word ourselves? Mm-hmm. And um, there's this, and you know, you, you notice there's a really positive response now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have a contrast of this city that is basically turned upside down and stirred up against, and then you have this other city that is hungry to know the truth and to grow. Mm-hmm. The the thing that's interesting, too, in verse 13, it says, when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there, too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. And so it's not just in Thessalonica that they're stirring up trouble. They are 
literally coming behind whatever Paul is doing and trying to tear it down right. and trying to destroy it and dismantle the good work that God was doing. Yeah, and it, it's just human nature, I think, you know, but you, you notice this, um, this attitude of, you know, of chaos, mm -hmm. really. And, and it's sort of like there's a structure and order and understanding, and then there's this sort of a spirit of, of I'm, I do not like what you're doing, and I'm going to come against it in any way I can. And they're not content for Paul to just leave their area because mm -hmm. he's already turned everything upside down there. They are like not even okay with him being in the, you know, in the neighboring town, mm -hmm. um, having it, you know, having any kind of, you know, success there. And so you, you just see this, um, you see this over and over and over again throughout the book of Acts that the cultures are sort of exploding and the response, you need to remember the response is to a very simple message that Jesus is the Christ, yeah. that he died and rose again, and that that message alone is powerful enough to change people's lives, to set people free, and to completely change cultures yes. in a way that nothing else ever has been or ever will be. Jesus himself is the reason why these places are turned upside down. Well, and I think the, the call of that message is where is your highest allegiance? And the people that are coming against Paul, it's these people's allegiance is not with Caesar, it's with this Jesus. Yeah. And that's been the call since the early church. That's still the call for us today is where is our highest allegiance? Is it, is it to something other than Jesus or is it to Jesus and, and Christ alone? Because if, if our, our highest allegiance is to Christ alone, it is going to come against uh, culture. It's going to come against ideologies. It, it, is, it is going to come against some of the things that people want us to be loyal to in our, our culture today. And that's the thing where Jesus promise, he promises us, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Anyone that seeks to follow me is going to suffer persecution. And that's talking about where is our highest allegiance? Is it to King Jesus? And if it is, we're going to face trouble. Yeah. Your allegiance will always be tested. Yes. Your allegiance to Christ will always be tested. And we should not be surprised when things come our way that are challenging, that are painful, that are difficult, that are um, in contrast or... Or, or really pushing against our efforts to follow Jesus. We shouldn't be surprised by that. We see it constantly in the early church, but we also see it in the life of Christ, and he promised it. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, everybody's dealing with different challenges. So if in your, in your group you could discuss some of the things that are kind of pushing against you right now that are making you maybe wobble in your allegiance to Christ, mm -hmm. um, and what is... What is actually strengthening to you in getting into the Word and being in allegiance to Christ? Yeah. Well, have a great discussion in your group, and we'll see you next time. God bless.